Yes, a very good afternoon, everyone. Thanks, hey, thanks, Mardo. The run home returns and tomorrow between 3 and 5 right here on SENWA, wherever you may be listening across this great state of ours. Great to have you on board. Wasn't it a beautiful day? Certainly in Perth in the southwest today, 31 degrees. Uh, it's amping up to around 33 tomorrow, then 37 for Friday and Saturday. So we've got a couple of real hot ones coming your way at the end of the working week and into the first day of the weekend. We're here for the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre, serving WA for over 45 years. We're going to go to India. I love having a chat once a week to Bharat Sandarasan, our SEN cricket commentator and writer, and the Australian cricket players just love him. Uh, He's almost got every Australian cricketer as one of his friends. They're quite happy to openly talk to him. As we know, Australia take on England in a few days' time. At the moment, we've got uh, a big one, New Zealand taking on South Africa. It's a top four clash as it sits in the moment in the World Cup of cricket. And South Africa have been put into bat. And in the eighth over, a no wicket for 33. Quinton de Kock is on 11. And Bavuma, the captain, is 20 not out off 23 balls. And uh, as we've seen so far during this World Cup, when South Africa have batted first, they've often scored plenty of runs. So we'll see uh, whether that was a good decision by the Kiwis to send South Africa into bat. A couple of big stories today for the good oil for Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Get a load of this. Melbourne forward Joel Smith now is pushing to become the first AFL player to access a special anti-doping provision that would enable him to serve a ban of just one month after testing positive to cocaine on the day of the match. Now, Smith's prospects of having his case expedited by the AFL and the Sport Integrity Australia are being frustrated by the lack of an AFL-approved drug treatment program needed to satisfy requirement of the World Anti-Doping Code. Now, Smith is the first AFL player to test positive to a drug listed as a substance of abuse. A carve-out for community using recreational drugs that was adopted in 2021 by the World Anti-Doping Agency and all signatories to its code. Now, under the provision... Athletes who test positive cocaine, ecstasy, heroin or cannabis are offered a three-month suspension instead of the mandatory four-year penalty for other banned substances as long as they can convince anti-doping authorities they didn't take the drug to gain a performance benefit. Now, I'm led to believe that Joel Smith may have taken this substance a couple of days before he was about to appear in that round 23 game for Melbourne and, of course, then failed that drugs test because it's still in his system. Now, the penalty can be further reduced to one month if an athlete completes a drug treatment program approved by the organisation with responsibility for managing their own anti-doping infraction. And in Smith's case, that organisation is the AFL. So your thoughts on that, Uh, Joel Smith, could only cop maybe one month, four weeks. And if it's backdated, it could be playing possibly at the start of 2024, depending on when this is heard by the 
Sport Integrity of Australia unit and, of course, in consultation with the World Anti-Doping Agency and all its signatories. So we'll have to see what happens. What are your thoughts on that, the fact that he could be back? And I think the most pivotal thing, you know, and Eagles fans don't get angry because the Willie Rioli case is completely different because he tampered with a sample, which is a big, big no-no. Hence, that's why he cops under lengthy suspension. But this is a substance of abuse that is commonly used in recreational drugs in the community. And it was adopted in 2021 by the World Anti-Doping Agency and all the signatories to a code to say that if you are found guilty, you're offered a three-month suspension and then you can have another case where you could plead to have that suspension reduced to one month if an athlete completes a drug treatment program that's been instilled, in this case, by the AFL. 0487 736 736 is the temper of bedshed text machine or give us a call 13 12 55. An interesting debate, an interesting topic that's come up regarding Melbourne forward Joel Smith, all thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in Northern Victoria. And, of course, the other news is that Oscar McDonald, the free agent, has signed a two-year deal with the Fremantle Dockers today, uh, had an exceptional career in the VFL last season, and he now is returning to the AFL and will be playing with the team in purple, the former Melbourne Demons player. So Oscar McDonald signing with Frio for two years, and the Matildas, are in action tonight, 7 o'clock kickoff. They take on Chinese Taipei in their final Olympic qualifying game here in Perth. They've played three. They've yet to concede a goal. They beat Iran by two goals to nil last Thursday. They won 8-0 against the Philippines on Sunday. And I reckon there'll probably be a similar score line tonight against Chinese Taipei. So uh, the Matildas in action tonight. All right, we're about to conduct a, a chat with uh, Brat Sander Race, and interesting regarding one of Australia's star players at the Cricket World Cup, Glenn Maxwell. It appears he's undergone a freak golf cart injury, which has ruled him out for the game against England. He suffered a concussion after he slipped and fell off the back of the cart, but from all reports, He's recovering okay. So I'm just wondering, we must have been standing at the back of the golf cart and it may have moved and he slipped off. He's probably cracked his head on the ground and now he is in concussion protocol. So we're going to have a chat to Barat uh, Sanderason in a moment about that. The game underway at this stage, as we mentioned, is South Africa against New Zealand. And it is South Africa who are batting first against New Zealand, who are looking to get back on the winners list. I think Barat now joins us on the program. Barat, thanks for your time. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We're getting to the business end of the World Cup now, aren't we? Some very important games coming up. One in play at the moment, South Africa against New Zealand. And by the way, South Africa have just lost their first wicket. They're one for 38. Trent Bolt has taken the wicket. A good catch by Mitchell at slip. And Bavuma is out for 24. De Kock is 12. One for 38. This is a very important game, this one, isn't it? 
Oh, very much so. Uh, just where the two teams are placed. It's a uh, top-of-the-table clash, you could call it that. Uh, uh, what uh, numbers two and three facing each other. Uh, especially for New Zealand as well. I mean, they had such a, a runaway start, uh, winning their first uh, four games. But then uh, they have lost a few on the, on the, on the run, haven't they? And uh, uh, this is where it gets a little difficult for them. Uh, they have South Africa today and Sri Lanka and Pakistan to come uh, after this. They need to win at least one of them to just make sure that they are in the semi-finals. They can still make it without losing those or without winning any game. But they would like to just get their momentum going back again. Mm. So we'll keep our listeners up to date with that. I know you've uh, got plenty going on at the moment, Barat. What's the story about Glenn Maxwell slipping off a golf cart and now he's un- I... under pro- uh, concussion protocol and won't play in the game against England? Yeah, I know. Unfortunate for Glenn Maxwell. He's just coming off that big injury that uh, he suffered to his foot uh, last year. He had a good, really good World Cup already, that sensational 100 that he scored. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the, the news goes that, like, he, uh, the team did have a, a golf session, a couple of golf sessions, and uh, apparently late uh, in the evening, uh, as they were getting back from, uh, I think, the golf course to the clubhouse, uh, he just happened to jump on one of the golf carts because there wasn't enough there weren't enough golf carts to take ferry all of them back. So some of them were just like standing on the golf cart. And unfortunately for Glenn, uh, his hands just slipped off and apparently got uh, a blow to his head. But he has, he's been concussed and he's recovering well, though. Uh, we did walk past him and he will miss out this game, but uh, they're sticking to the protocols, obviously. Uh, he will have a light training session later today. Uh, he should be available uh, for the next uh, game, which is against Afghanistan. But yeah, he's... You won't see Maxwell for this game against England. Mm. Okay. Uh, speaking about Afghanistan, a very impressive uh, performance the other night, a comprehensive win against Sri Lanka. They are certainly the glamour nation at the moment. They're playing some good cricket. They're playing some great cricket. Uh, and the three wins that they've recorded already each have been uh, as compre- comprehensive as the last. And, uh, uh, you know, they've beaten some big teams, obviously, in England and Pakistan. But just the way they saw Sri Lanka the other day, uh, you can see that there's uh, confidence in that team. Uh, yes, bowling is their strength, but they backed themselves to chase down a, a reasonable total, and they did it in such professional uh, fashion. You know, The thing with Afghanistan is there's obviously the romantic side to their story, uh, and it is it should be romanticized as well. But uh, I think they're just becoming such a proper cricket team, like a, a cerebral cricket team, and that's been the most impressive uh, thing to, to take away from them, that their, their performance, if only they had, like, not really had a meltdown against Bangladesh in the opening game. They would have been in a very, very good position and threatened the top four, which they still can with three mm. games to go. A couple of final questions, Barat. Uh, the game the other night between Australia and New Zealand, you have watched many a cricket. Have you seen a better ODI match than that? Uh, no, it's right up there. Uh, it's a game that you can keep going back to uh, uh, as many times as you want and pick out different elements of it and uh, you know enjoy it. Uh, whether it's that uh, remarkable opening partnership between uh, Travis Head and David Warner uh, or, or the power hitting of Maxwell and Cummins uh, and the unlikely heroes with the ball and Glenn Phillips and, uh, or the New Zealand run chase. And they did it so differently to the way Australia did, uh, batted. Uh, they uh, took their time. Uh, they put partnerships on the board. Rachin Ravindra played one of the great World Cup innings. Uh, and then till, till the very last ball, or at least the penultimate ball, it could have gone either way. It took some great... 
uh, fielding performances in that last over from Manus and uh, Glenn Maxwell to keep Australia alive. And then uh, the run out that saw Jimmy Neesham unfortunately get out. No, I mean, that was an all-time classic. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it'll be watched uh, many, many more times uh, before we're done with cricket. Yeah, and finally... Uh, India unbeaten uh, and still the favourites to take out the 2023 version of the ODI World Cup, ODI World Cup. Um, is any yeah. Can anybody beat them, honestly, the way you're seeing it at the moment? No, it does look like uh, they're, they're the indomitable side uh, right now. And it's rare to see an Indian white ball team look so intimidating. Yes, they did win all but one uh, of their league games in 2019 in England. Uh, but this time around, just the, the fact that they're finding new heroes every time they set up, step onto the field. Uh, Mohammad Shami didn't take the first four games. He comes in, takes, what, seven, eight wickets in two games. Uh, bowls that extraordinary spell to Ben Stokes. Just with Bumrah is on fire, uh, even with the bat. Virat has scored runs, Rohit scored runs, Gill's looking uh, as good as ever. And now the Surya Kumar Yadavs come, come in when Hardik Pandya gets injured. And he's made runs as well. So they look unstoppable at the moment. But as every Indian cricket fan will tell you, Peter, this is this is this bit they're used to, this part of the script. It's what happens once they get to the knockouts because they've lost so many in the last 10 years or so. Uh, I think Indian fans wouldn't be looking too far ahead yet. But yeah, then at the moment, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they are the team to beat. Uh, one final one. Is Australia peaking at the right time? Um, I think uh, you just have to wait for one more game. Uh, look, they've started ticking a lot of boxes, uh, but even against uh, New Zealand, you could see that they, they haven't put in the complete performance. Right? They kept New Zealand in the game. Uh, they haven't got a lot of wickets with the new ball, which is why teams are able to stay in the game longer than what you'd expect, uh, even when Australia have been ahead, even when they got the big total against Pakistan, for that matter. So I think um, uh, it, there are good signs for sure. I mean, David Warner is batting as well as he has in a long time. Travis Head, the, uh, the return he's made to the side. Uh, and Steve Smith got a 70 up his sleeve as well. Uh, Adam Zampa taking wickets the way he is. That's a great sign. And Pat Cummins uh, seems to be really coming into his own as a middle-overs uh, operator or wicket-taker. He's setting up games for Australia. So there are a lot of positive signs. But yeah, they'll need that one really big comprehensive game, you'd think. Yes, they got it against the Netherlands, but if they can get it against a team like England, even if uh, I think that'll give them that confidence that they are indeed peaking at the right time going into the semi-finals. Go on, your Barat. Go and watch the cricket, uh, and no doubt you'll be covering it for SEN. You also uh, write many an article regarding the World Cup, and we look forward to reading those. Thanks for your time here on Sports Day WA. Sounds good. Cheers. Thank you so much. Peter. See you, mate. Uh, Bharat joining us here on the program. 14 past nine. Uh, the Aussie interview of the month. Uh, look for the logo. Be sure it's Aussie. And it's important to buy Australian right now. As I said, look for the Aussie. Uh, look for the logo and be sure it's Aussie. Uh, your thoughts uh, certainly on the cricket. Your thoughts on what Joel Smith is pursuing, pushing to become the first AFL player to access a special anti-doping provision that would enable him to serve a ban of just one month after testing positive to cocaine on the day of a match. Uh, It'd be very interesting to see how that goes. And the AFL Players Association is representing Smith in his anti-doping case. But due to the confidentiality of anti-doping processes, now sources from the AFL Players Association, the AFL, and the Sport Integrity Australia unit have declined to publicly discuss the case. But certainly it is bubbling 
under the surface. All right, we're going to take a break, uh, come back with more on the other side of the break. As we go to that break, one for 43, uh, South Africa, after 10 overs. One for 43 after 10 overs. They're playing in Pune. Uh, De Kock is on 13 and Van der Dusen on four. Back with more in a moment.